Hello, this is Sonata Allison, and welcome back for episode 33 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hey, everybody! The Parallel is back and better. (laughs) Better than ever. Um, Yes, I'm so glad to be able to give you guys some more content. So just some quick housekeeping. Um, I did miss you. I hope you guys missed me. Um, Tell your friends, tell your family about the podcast being back. Um, Because like I told y'all before I left, I'm not trying to be here by myself. You know what I'm saying? We had a good thing going before. So don't don't leave me hanging this time. Um, So as you guys know, um, I was still communicating with you guys on um, the Patreon account for the parallel. Um, So there are some bonus information bonus uh stuff on there that if you guys want to catch up on that um it's also my birthday tomorrow ooh, ooh. anybody who got the birthday january 5th dm me because we're basically family at this point um <laughs> uh, but if y'all trying to cash at me my cash app is dollar sign sonata joy but honestly it'd mean way more to me if you guys would sign up for a tier for the month on patreon so you can see some bonus content over there that would be greatly appreciated And yeah, I just wanted to do this episode because I think we kind of talk about broad understandings of different things um, and maybe like different people's experiences. But I wanted to give you guys some practical things to think about and and questions to ask on dates or to people that you are dating or just trying to figure out if you want to continue dating them. So I think this will be a good conversation where you can kind of apply what you've learned in this episode literally right after you uh, listen to it. So um, I'm glad we're back at it again. And yeah, let's get right into it. All righty. Hello, Rob. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's a good day. It's been a good day. Good to hear that. Now, is the sun still out where you're at? No, it just went down. Oh, okay. I just thought it would be. You're in California, right? Yep. Los Angeles. Yeah. More specifically, Inglewood. Where? Inglewood. Englewood. Oh, yeah. wow. I've heard uh, songs about that place. There's also a new movie that I just watched called She Ball with Nick Cannon, Chris Brown, and Birdman. And uh, it takes place in Englewood. Interesting combination of people. Oh, it's an interesting movie. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. What is it called again? She Ball. Like basketball, female basketball. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. a thing. Yeah. We're completely off topic, but <laughs> yeah. So you're from Inglewood. Um, just tell the people a little more about you and like what you do. Ah, uh, shoot. I'm a person. I'm a human being. I live on earth. Okay. That's a good um, place to start. I'm a father. Uh, I'm also a facilitator uh, by trade. Uh, the title that I've been given and kind of used now is I'm a communications coach. I help people get to know each other better. And I also mediate conflicts when people who kind of know each other a little bit or think they know each other really well uh, experience some Mm. conflict. So I help them talk it out, talk through it, make decisions on what they need in order to move forward. And sometimes moving forward, it looks like closer and sometimes it looks like different directions. So I do all that stuff. Communications. What made you want to get into that? Ooh, uh, what made me want to get into communication, coaching? Um, I was doing music. I was a r&b hip-hop r&b mostly though uh writer producer creative thinking about the business and the creative behind the scenes investing energy and time and money into other people and the way that i put money in my pocket was working for nonprofits, doing something at the time that was called human relations 
Um, mm-hmm. So human relations used to be thinking about identity and culture before the anti-racism, anti-racism, I mean, anti-oppression stuff that's going on in the world right now, specifically in America. Uh, we would do workshops and trainings for schools, school staff, students, uh, parents, companies, uh, hospitals, police departments, looking at prejudice, stereotype, discrimination, and oppression. So mm-hmm. coming up with curriculum, finding ways to help people get to know each other better, doing a lot of team building for companies and stuff like that. That is where my uh, skill set comes from. Uh, okay. I was trained and I was able to like shadow some really dope small group and large stage facilitators. Um, and I enjoyed it. I was really good at it. And uh, as the work kind of evolved, music went well, but it died. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to continue to do this thing. Let me do this other thing. And then I'll do another thing over there. And <laughs> facilitation was not something that I went to college to make money on or like thought would be my thing. Like I thought music and entrepreneurship would be the thing, but mm-hmm. it's been the thing. And uh, I'm not running from it anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a dope job. It's amazing. It's it, It's always been fun, especially working with young people. I'm passionate about young people. I love youth. Yeah. I love kids. I love seeing that. Aha. I get it. Or the, I can do it energy. Um, or the connections that happen. Cause I think that children are a little bit more, um, real in the way that they handle stuff. They're not so filtered and guarded for profession and ego the same way as adults. So yeah, yeah, that's how I got into the thing. Okay. Yeah. Now this is a little off topic, but I need the people to hear what you're doing. Okay. So tell them about the kids' music you're doing. Okay. So, uh, background in music, and right. I'm a father. And one of the challenges of being a person that does music, just like if you're a chef or you do hair or fashion, you kind of have opinions of other people's products in the market space or what other people think is good. You're like, ah, is that really good? So being a dad. I didn't want my kid to listen to like the stuff that I had in my iPod at the time or the stuff that's on the radio, even like the radio edit still was a little inappropriate. And I was like, ah, I mean, the hook has kind of changed, but the energy is still not appropriate for little kids ears over and over and over and over and over again. So I was searching for music that I could bump in the car with my kid or play in the mm-hmm. house to dance or clean up or get dressed or go to sleep. And I didn't really see nothing. So I was like 2008, 2007, 2009. I put out a project independently at a small little apartment studio that I had in my bedroom. And I learned a lot, paid some bills with that, got some checks from YouTube money and stuff like that. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. I really want to team up with somebody who's better than me at the music singing or the rapping or whatever. But the idea, the business side of it, I was like, hmm, I have an idea. Uh, I just had to pause it. So I paused it, did the stuff in the schools, did all the trainings and nonprofits and speaking at conferences and all this fun stuff. And when I finally got enough income and found the right folks I want to work with, I teamed up with another producer, uh, producer musician named Bluetooth, who uh, did a lot of music for dope people, Dr. Dre, Eminem, uh, Kanye's choir, uh, Marsha Ambrosia. Oh, dope. Uh, he also made the beat for No Air and a bunch of other stuff that you probably listened to, didn't even know he was on it. Cause that's how music that's works. Jam. Uh, but no air is one of his uh, biggest songs that has his name on it. Um, and we decided to do kids music again. The first character, his name is little sleepy. 
the idea is that lullabies and nursery rhymes for the calm down time in your life, like maybe it's time to take a nap or it's time to go to bed or time to relax. Uh, those songs can be better produced. They can have quality uh, musicianship. They can have quality recording, um, songwriting, all of that voice. So I teamed up with a young man named uh, Mac Royals. Malcolm Allen was on um, American Idol and we teamed up. He's the voice of the character and he's singing lullabies in a very not traditional sound. Like, hi everybody, let's go to sleep. I, I can't do it. Right. So he sounds like a singer singing a lullaby and mm -hmm. we have jazz influence because Mr. Rogers back in the day, if you ever watched Mr. Rogers, he had a Love jazz trio every episode playing live music of the, of the show. So we have yeah. jazz influence in it. There's R and B of different genres or styles of R and B. Each song we decided to really make it a thing. Like not just oh let's play it just like the exact same version we've heard over and over again. We played a little different. Uh, it's sung a little different. And there's a whole vision. I have a puppet that I learned how to make sewing on YouTube and puppet I making on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for checking that out. Um, of course. But the idea is like. All right. Well, eventually, when I build an audience that cares about what I'm about and what I'm passionate about, I will put out this product and make a show for kids and families and folks who have kids in their lives who want to see what we can do. And we're Dope. at the beginning stages. There's another character yeah. coming. And, and I, I will stuff. literally be playing that for my children. I'm not even dating yet, but I know. Yes, go. <laughs> when I find someone, get married and have children, I'll be playing your music for them. I so, appreciate it. Um, tell them again where they can find it on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, I think you should search Little Sleepy. Um, okay. And you can search the biggest song that we have, which is the Itsy Bitsy Spider. It's kind of in the okay. rendition of like what R&B sounded like in the early 2000s, late 90s with Joe and Tyrese and those type of R&B gotcha. songs. Like, okay. oh, I like it. Like that vibe is what we did mm -hmm. with the Itsy Bitsy Spider. But it's, it became a positive song, like a, a, a message of like, if you get knocked down, if, if the rain knocks you down, the sun comes back out again, get back up and climb to the top like the spider did in this old classic mm -hmm. song. So, yeah, it kind of ministers so, to me, too. Like, I've cried listening to that song in the studio oh. and on the way home and just when I put it out. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's gotten me through a couple of things. All the songs actually are for kids, but everything that's good for kids are also good for adults if it's really good. For sure. So those messages in those beautiful nursery rhymes, not like the, the bow breaks and the the, the plagues and the and like, Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, all those. I don't really know about all that, but there are some really powerful messages in children's books, children's stories, children's stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's got yeah. me through. And you guys may think this is off topic, but you need to hear it. So that's why I for sure wanted to mention that. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. But what I usually do with people that come on my uh, podcast, I'll ask them this question. So the question is um, what is one aspect or characteristic trait of god or jesus the holy the holy spirit um their character that kind of encompasses your experience of them if you can only use one word mm. i want to be honest so give me a second <laughs> i mean the first answer is love but i mean more specific um well i mean I you think, can talk about think, that what's that patience. mean to you like okay. the loving patience of I know who you are. I know where you are. I know where you were. I know where you can get to. And 
there's like this optimistic energy of you can do it. Um, I will help you. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be parts that we could do it together. The parts that you need to get right, the things that you need to learn, the things you need to start doing, the part that's your responsibility. I will have patience for you. I won't give up on you. I won't turn my back. That kind of stuff. That's yeah. beautiful. I like it. That's my honest yes. answer. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you for answering that question. All righty. So we're going to be talking about questions, conversations to have while you're dating yeah. or while you're dating, before you're dating, all those things. Why do you think this is important for us to talk about? I think people like each other and they think <laughs> that they like each other, but they don't know each other. So time reveals and you're like, dang, mm-hmm. I actually don't like you. I, I don't like that. You think like that. I'm not, I'm not into what you're into. Mm-hmm. Um, because conversation allows for understanding to grow. And I think understanding is a part of love. If I love mm-hmm. you, but I don't know you and I don't understand you, then my love is potentially harmful, toxic. It's limited or limiting. So I believe that we should be having conversations. We should be building friendships and connections in a healthy way. So mm-hmm. helping people have these conversations, kind of like what I do or have done in my career of like facilitation is what this content is and how it's becoming more than just videos. Like I have other things that I'll be doing in 2022. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why it's important. Yeah. And I definitely found you on TikTok through your videos and you said some good stuff. So thanks. Um, we're going to go ahead and just kind of outline some questions or conversations that you guys should be having in dating relationships, even like, I guess probably all throughout your, you know, yeah. your, I guess, you know, we call it the talking stage, but then dating and then, you know, all throughout those stages. I so, actually divided into three different stages. Uh, yeah, I know there's a talking that. stage. I know there's a commitment stage, but uh, the three levels that I talk about is like building attraction, building relationship and building commitment. Those are the three mm. stages. Um, because in the beginning, of, if I'm getting to know somebody, if they're getting to know me, we want to get to see each other and like each other. The like mm-hmm. is really important there. Uh, what we get to know about each other, what we show each other, that stuff, those experiences, those moments. Um, building the relationship is how we relate to each other. Um, compatibility, mutual interest, respect of our differences, all that fun stuff. Um, Trust is a lot in that building relationship piece. Building commitment is looking at the responsibilities that we have and relying on the trust that we've built and the understanding of who's good at what and what you're into and who you are and how you function, how you think, uh, what you dream of, what you desire, what you're harmed by, how you talk, how you like to be spoken to, uh, what's disrespectful to you that might not be disrespectful to my friend or me, but the, the uniqueness of it and then committing to caring and showing up and serving one another in relationship is that last stage, the building commitment part. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good distinction. Um, so in the first stage or building attraction, what, yeah, building attraction. Um, I mean, it's probably all throughout, but what would you say the first question or conversation you think people should be having? What's one of the first conversations? I would assume that people are all doing the same thing and it gets generic and boring. I wrote down a couple of them. The, when is your birthday? What do you do okay. for work? Where are you from? 
do you have brothers and sisters? Are you an only child? What sign are you? What's your favorite food? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, like those type of questions. What do you do for fun in your free time? That yeah. kind of stuff. I yeah. think those are the generic ones. But I think that we can ask better questions and get better results. Better conversation can come from it. For um, sure. One of the things that I, I really have advocated for and I think has been the thing on TikTok that maybe I'll bring over to Instagram is a game that I call Force Choices. It's kind of like a this or that game, A or B. Um, mm-hmm. Both people are supposed to play and answer the question. So like an example could be um, Night Owl or Early Bird. Mm-hmm. And you have to pick, but then afterwards you could talk about how the answer didn't really fit or why or explain like, but you got to pick one of them and then talk about right. it. Right. Like I don't drink, but someone might ask me a uh, darker light or wine mm-hmm. or mimosa. I don't drink any of, them, but whatever my answer is, I'm going to be able to explain why or why it was that and not the other one or why I don't care about either or how mm-hmm. it's both of them. I actually want both of them, but if I had to pick, it's the that's one fun game because you kind of gamify conversation. Um, yeah. You know, the good apps gamify the experience of being on the social media. Good anything. Slot machines mm-hmm. in Las Vegas is gamifying gambling. Um, yeah. So if you can gamify the conversation where both of you guys are learning about each other, sharing things about yourself, being more vulnerable, practicing good listening, finding the connections, that's things. But conversation or conversation starters, um, if I could give you 10, here's one. Uh, mm-hmm. If you could have a meal and a conversation with anyone from the past, present, or future, who would you pick? I think that kind of a conversation mm-hmm. question helps you see, do they want to talk to someone that's in their life now and they just miss them or they're distant? Mm-hmm. Is there somebody who's passed or maybe like a historical figure who's passed away that they read about or care about or saw a movie about and they want to talk to them about something? Uh, or the future, are they future minded? And whatever their answer is, is their answer. But then it could lead to a conversation. Like, tell me more. Uh, is, was it a blow away answer or is it like, ah, top three, let me pick one, you know, more conversation mm-hmm. can come from it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. What would you say another one would be? Uh, what's been your favorite age that you've been this far in life? Um Okay. Because, you know, you can talk about why. What happened in that age? Was it a birthday party? Right. The powers that change with different ages, maybe losing power uh, because of age or disability or difficulty or challenge, mm. you know, loss, grieving, like all these different things could come up. And then there's other questions that can come, like what, which was your least favorite or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Yeah. You know, and as you're saying this and talking about the questions, you know, do you know who Esther Perel is? Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. She's like the master at this kind of stuff, just like and get, making dating more uh, of a story yes. or learning that person's story rather than just asking like, Oh, how much do you make? Uh, yeah. Do you live like with your parents? Like you do that stuff. Exactly. Right. It needs to be more of like learning the person's story instead. So building a friendship. Yeah. These are those first two are story, really good ones. The character on the other side. Right. Right. Yeah. Who is this person actually not just, are they checking off boxes that I have? open right they're my boxes <laughs> right yeah so okay those are the first two what's the next one um if you could create a concert with any three artists or bands who would you pick mm, that's a this is okay this is a, this can be a deal breaker it right could here be. all of them could be 
right? Like, yeah, you say the but wrong this one thing. Right here. Like, if I'm like, I want to talk to Hitler, what you want to talk to? But yeah. my answer could be why. Like, I think I could change yeah, your mind, true. but it's all about understanding. Could be Judas, you yeah, know, where you're like, like wanna, why would you want to talk? Why would you want to talk to Judas, bro, or Thomas, doubting Thomas? Like, right, you know, right. Um, but yeah, it's okay. Being yeah, able to be bold and crazy and like, uh, you might not like my answer, but here's my truth is actually what you want. So, like, the concert one. You only get three people to pick or three groups. So mm-hmm. what three? And then why? Like, tell me why, right. like about that. Oh, I seen them live or they're the one that I, I listened to this music a lot when I was a kid with my mom. And it reminds me of, so their story, right? Once again, mm-hmm. we're talking about story. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And then also like, if you care to partner with someone who has similar musical taste as you, you might find out like they listen to completely different music than you. And you might not have that experience of like, vibing in the house or vibing in the car listening to the same kind of music because they're just not into your music right or they hate then, somebody you know, that you love like i love this right and they're like see Ugh. that's the, that's where it is <laughs> that's when you gotta check please yeah you know? i gotta go one of those you don't like i'm not gonna name any artists but yeah <laughs> but yeah i think that that's really cool and i mean, I mean it, it also leaves room for you to teach that person about music you know if they have horrible taste yeah you can put so. them on share a playlist and then talk about yeah. the songs. Yeah. Cool, cool. That's a good one. What's your next one for us? Uh, what's your favorite smell? Favorite, favorite what? Smell. Smell. So we have five That's senses. Like, and a lot of us go yeah. to favorite other stuff, like favorite things that you can buy or hold or pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, tastes often. Yeah. Right. Sights often. But I think we forget the value of the sense of smell mm. it has a somatic connection in our brain mm-hmm. so like the smell of uh, biscuits in the morning kind of reminds me of house home mom the smell of fried chicken reminds me the smell of bacon in the morning the smell of um spring rain uh, cocoa butter like there's different smells that mean different things to me um mm-hmm. so talking about the story behind the stuff yeah smell. i haven't even thought about that i know that was like going viral on tiktok for a little bit but i don't even know what my favorite smell would be it could be in the so, moment your your answer today might be different than your answer next week true it's yeah. a really good one yeah working on them what's your next one uh if, if you had to compete in a food eating competition what food would you choose mm. do you know yours <laughs> So if I'm trying to win, yeah, you gotta, I need you, to be smart about this. You gotta win. What do you feel like? You I don't. I need to know the parameters. It. That's the way I think. Like, what? How long? You're gonna compete against other eaters, and we're gonna put three minutes on the clock. There's a cup three of minutes. water, and you get to choose the item that you get to compete in that division. What? Food? Honestly, I want to say pizza because I just love pizza, and I could probably just. That's probably easier to just kind of throw down. I'm definitely not doing hot dogs because I seen that competition. Oh, and it just when it goes bad, it goes bad makes me want to throw up but yeah. yeah i'd say pizza what would you say i'm going chips if i can really be like specific that's like, a that's a cop out doritos i will smash the dorito competition anybody can eat chips though that's easy not everybody can do it like your boy <laughs> but if i had to pick like a food item that's cooked uh i would go like yeah chicken wings flats if i can get okay flat chicken wings. oh you said flats that's another conversation to have yeah flats versus wings for sure that's important yeah Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, I don't know what number we're on. I feel like we're on like five or. Uh, I, I wrote down that's three five. or four. Okay, 
Yeah. What's the next one? Uh, number six, good question for people to talk about. Uh, if you didn't have to work, what would you enjoy doing with that freedom? Mm, that's a loaded question. Yeah. You kind of see where people's values are with time or activity. Mm. Uh, are you just going to kick it? Are you going to vacation? Are you going to work out? Are you going to start another business? Are you going to spend time with family and friends? Uh, are you sleeping? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like these questions are fun, but they're actually getting to the root of, of things. It's actually deeper than you're mm -hmm. actually understanding. Like you're literally seeing what this person would want to do with their time. And that's uncovering huge. the story. Like we talked about is, is a theme in these, um, and hopefully it will create a space where you can unpack it with like, let me debrief why I said that, why I said chicken mm -hmm. flats and not drums, why I said right. chips and Doritos and what flavor and unpack the story. Mm -hmm. But there's also a progression. It is really easy to answer the, the ones in the beginning, like one through five were like, it should bring a quick word or a smile to your face while you're thinking of your answer. Cause they're funner to answer. It's silly. They're light. But yeah. they're not as trivial as like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Which is not a bad question. It's just, it doesn't go a lot of places the way that question lands. But Right. Yeah. All right. What's our next one looking like? We got number seven. Mm -hmm. uh, what aspect of your identity do you think about the most? That's a good question. I think for <laughs> Christians, that's a, there's an easy cop out for that. Yeah. So maybe we can like take Christianity off the list and then like, the next thing that's your identity or you could say top three because i'm a lot yeah. of things i am my age i am where i'm from i am where i live i am my sexual orientation i am my gender mm -hmm. gender expression i am mm -hmm. my class socioeconomic class i am um i'm a father i'm a only child i am uh a content creator i'm an entrepreneur like there's a lot of things i'm able-bodied yeah. able-minded What's up? Yeah. Uh, my son just came on. Hey, Cute. I'm, on, I'm on a podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a lot of things. And which one do yeah. I think about the most? Could tell you something, but there might be some assumptions. Like if I think about it the most, it might be the one that I see the most or that I think people see the most in me when I go places where there's people that know me or strangers. So that might be there, but it depends on the person to answer. Yeah, that's a really good question to ask. And all these questions, like you can have be on a date for like three hours doing these questions. Be careful. Don't ask all 10 <laughs> on the same one. It, it <laughs> might be there. I mean, cause you should answer also. It shouldn't just be an interview. Right. Where, you know, you're asking this person great questions and you don't talk about your own answers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're flying through them. You ready for the next one? Mm hmm. The next one's kind of related. What culture, community, or cause are you an ally of? Hmm. What culture, community, or cause are you an ally of? Yeah. Yeah. That really should. I mean, I think it's it's easier to see, like, what women, what their causes are. So I'd, I'd be interested to hear what men would say to that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, there's nonprofits that you could donate your time, your money, your resources yeah. to. Um, mm -hmm. There's so many things. Like, who would you march for when things go bad for them? When yeah. legislation That's a good hits question. them and hurts them? Yeah. What cause, community, or culture do mm -hmm. you care a lot about? That's good. And then the why. Have you done anything? When was the last time you did something for them? What have you done for them? Could come up to. Um, mm -hmm. 
Number nine is how do you feel about therapy? Yeah, that's important. (laughs) And I think people just assume because we're in 2020, like we're in such a, I guess we're in the future now. We are in the future. (laughs) Um, I'm talking to you on a podcast with microphones and lights and I'm not in the same room with you. This is definitely the future. And I don't really know you that well, you know, right, <laughs> and we're, right, we're right. strangers and we're, right. we're chatting it up. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, you know, I think we assume like, oh, yeah, everybody's like good for therapy because we're advanced now. But some people may still have their pushback on it or maybe negative experiences that they haven't talked about. So that definitely is a great question to ask. Yep. I'm a fan of that one. Uh, what else did I say? Oh, question 10. What is something that you want to do or experience before you die? Mm, yeah, that that always causes long conversations. The bucket list. Yeah, that's going to be a long one. Mm-hmm. That's why I put it at the end. I literally have a list in my phone. Me too, I have a list in my phone. So, What's something stuff. on your list? Say that again? What's something on your list? Let me go ahead. And, you don't got to go the most one already personal. came to my mind. Okay, I already know. I want to go to Ireland and go in like, I don't know if it's called the Blue Lagoon. Mm-hmm, the Lagoon. Love it. Yeah. I need to you gotta, do that. Are you taking pictures of the moment or are you? Am I? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Some people are like, <laughs> nah, be in the moment, don't. But I do both. You can do both. I think you can. <laughs> I, think you, I think I've seen it happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm sure they were in the moment and also just snapped a picture. Yeah. Some people are like, don't take pictures. You were in the moment, but... I am not those people. Yeah. (laughs) But I'd also want to go skydiving. Yeah. In a tropical place like Hawaii or something. Not just like. Yeah. You don't want to go to the desert or the mountains. Right. No. It's just like, I feel like it'd be a boring fall. I need to see something beautiful. I don't think there's no boring skydiving. (laughs) People always say that to me. But like, you never know. I think the fact that you're so far away and you're like, is that a house or an ant? True. I mean, I won't know until I do it. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, something like on my two. bucket. Top two. Um, travel destination might be one. Um, I wanted to go to Bora Bora or the Maldives. Both of them are equally like, yeah, I want to go there. Cool. Um, something I want to accomplish. Um, I want to make a show. I want to. I want to do a show where I'm like a black Mister Rogers, and uh, it's for, for kids, but it's not just for kids. So I hope you do that. I'm going to keep going. Did you see uh, Tabitha Brown just came out with yeah, the show? Yeah, I love that. I'm so happy about that. I like wish I had. Well, I don't I don't know that I want kids right now, but right. I want my kids to watch this Yeah, <laughs> because it's so awesome I hope that they she keep did going. that. I'm so glad that they did that. Yeah, for sure. Now, I want to add one more. Okay, let's do it. And I think uh, it's important for Christians because obviously if you're a Christian, you should be dating Christians, but. I think we need to know how to ask questions to know if they actually love Jesus, because I think there's a lot of people out here that just say they're Christians. Um, But it's more because Christianity is a cultural thing in America. It's like the cultural religion here. So um, usually I will, you know, you want to know if someone actually knows the gospel. So you could flat out ask that question. Um, or you can ask them other questions that are more like storytelling. If you were to sit down with any person in the Bible, who would that person be? Mm-hmm. Um, to just kind of get a better understanding of of that. Um, yep. But also I think asking people, you know, how does your life reflect your relationship with Jesus? I think that's a pretty big one mm-hmm. um, because it kind of makes people think. And I, I've had some situations where guys would be like, 
you know what? Yeah, I don't really live that life. I'm sorry. <laughs> or some guys. <laughs> I'm sorry is a great. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I lied. I wasn't. I just thought you were pretty. Yeah. Um, other guys that have like guessed the first book of the Bible. I've talked to them at my podcast listeners about that before. And there's other guys that are just like, you know what? I'm not where I need to be right now. And it's not really my priority. And it gives mm-hmm. them an opportunity to just be honest. So just asking people how their relationship, how their life reflects their relationship with Jesus. Um, I mean, you can always ask like the, the small things like, do you go to church? Do you have friends that are Christians? Those things matter. But I think asking Favorite other scripture. more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's more depth we can get to that's yeah. deeper than that. So yeah, you can. I, I, think, I, like that. How I think you should, you should mix in both. Like I said in the beginning of the of the ten, I did light ones that bring a smile and make you not feel so interviewed and not so vulnerable. I look at conversation, um, even in events, where it's like deep water. We can get into the deep water. There are some mm-hmm. people who will jump off a high dive board into the deepest water because right. that is their jam. They're like, I want to jump out of a plane into water. Like that's yeah. I'm not afraid of deep water. The other people will go to the beach and sit on sand. In a swimsuit or not. And mm-hmm. that is what their experience is. Some people put their feet in the pool, their leg dangling up to like maybe their shin into the pool, standing mm-hmm. in the water, but waist deep. But they would never go into the deep water. Well, the way that you help people get into the water is you respect, you respect that everybody goes into the water at their own pace and their own comfort level. So mm-hmm. stretch the rubber band, don't break it. The conversation mm-hmm. should invite them in respectfully. Like, can we can we share here? Can we can we get in the parking lot? Can we put on suntan lotion? Can we mm-hmm. wear the swimsuit? Can we splash a little bit of water? Maybe not splash right away, but can we get in the water? Can we swim? Can we swim deep? Like, there's different levels. Yeah. And then yeah, somebody's I- gonna be like, "Well, I'll never go deep," and you, that's fine. You can go jump off the high dive. Right. Or that's fine. I'm gonna head out. Yeah, I'm gonna leave you. <laughs> Right. And I think that's really cool. That's important to say, too, because I think I feel like Christian women or just Christians in general, we kind of rush into relationships sometimes um, and don't allow things to progress at a normal speed. So I think that's important. Just kind of parking lot to deep end. There's a a wide range of people and just asking if they are willing to go further with you. If not, Mm -hmm. then no. Or if they're just fine with you being in the deep end and them sitting on the sand, like that's completely Can you still be fine. in a relationship with people who are right. not getting in the deep water with you all the time, every time, right? anytime? Yeah, it's just kind of preference, but inviting people and just knowing like there's progression is important as well. So good stuff. So if there was only like one thing that anyone would ever remember from this conversation we had, what's that one? What would you want them to remember if there's only one thing? Uh, conversation is a pretty essential part of a relationship, no matter if your friends are in a romantic partnership, commitment, marriage, uh, coworker, neighbor, citizen of the world. It doesn't matter what level of relationship you're in. Conversation is an essential part. And if your conversation is falling apart, then your relationship could be falling apart. Hmm. Yeah. So what is your advice for people to be comfortable conversing? Practice, practice, listening, practice, sharing vulnerably, Mm -hmm. practice, respectful conversation. There's like some guidelines to help. Hey, this works for me, but this also works for you. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it just takes practice. Like I'm a pro, I'm an expert at conversation, but I still suck some days. In some yeah, topics we're human. Some people, so you know, it, it takes practice. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I just think remember, re- also remembering like it's not always going to be the outcome you want when people respond to you. Like you don't you you can't like prepare the conversation before it even happens. Right. So just allowing the conversation to actually happen in it's real a great time. book. It's a great book. Uh, the four agreements. One of the agreements is take nothing personal. Your answer is your answer has nothing to do with me and it should not be offensive to me unless mm-hmm. I choose to make it offensive. Like everything that's offensive is a choice. Yeah. Uh, I don't that have is true. to be. That's offended. hard to hear, but yeah. And I also don't have to judge you for it. Like, because you answered this, I now feel this about you. Like, it's not, I just want to know and I want to mm-hmm. understand and I want to care and connect with you where I can. Maybe there might be some deal breakers and red flags and yellow lights and whatever else. But for most stuff, talking about it to understand is the, the goal. Yeah. Building that's understanding good. and care and empathy, kindness. Because mm-hmm. one of my answers is going to hurt your feelings or make you go what why what what why not that but if you if it's my answer it's my answer yeah it's my truth my perspective my experience mm-hmm. and i think the key word is understanding because a lot of the time we are listening to respond instead of to understand so that's important yep and that made me think too like um you know when we do date around date people like you don't have to uh, feel like it was a loss if the relationship doesn't happen like you just got to understand a new person and have this conversation and just experience conversation with somebody and i think that's awesome too you kind of learn what you don't like what you like about people too it doesn't have to be a loss or anything like that it can just be an experience you had with somebody and the experience just, could be a gain even if it's like there's not going the way i wanted it to go or or i hoped it would go or or we planned it to go that experience is actually valuable mm-hmm yeah, so it's the journey that matters, not the destination, as people that's what they say. say. That's what they say. <laughs> I haven't lived that also, long to know, but I, it makes sense now. Yeah, that's that's dope. All right, well, thank you so much, Rob, for coming on no the problem. podcast. Um, where can the people find you? I'm on the social medias, so Mr. Howard365 right. on everything. Uh, okay. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. LinkedIn, Cash App. Uh, <laughs> my website is mrhoward365.com. You can buy merch. Oh, this shirt is on. There you go. Hey there, beloved. Hey there, beloved. Is what it says. Um, it's my greeting. It's my favorite word. It's my favorite pronoun. It Most just makes you find feel warm feel, inside. You, know, you ever been to yeah. a wedding and they're like, dearly beloved, we are gathered here. It's like, yeah, we are gathered here. <laughs> and happily. I am beloved. And I am really beloved thank you for noticing um so <laughs> awesome. that, yeah, all positive stuff everywhere good stuff so if you guys want to support the podcast you can join patreon and have access to content that the free listeners do not you can find that um information in the description um also you guys can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on instagram and remember to always speak the truth in love guys bye bye